What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to welcome you to yet another episode of the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast. Yes. And yes. Shira, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's good. That's Just good. chilling on this nice Sunday afternoon. How yeah. about yourself? You know what? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I have yet to watch any football. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I still got that. I'm going to catch up on uh I still need to get get my gym on, you know, but I'm doing good. We've been running errands today and just kind of, you know, it, it, it's been a really chill day. I'll say that. It's been very chill, but we've been getting some stuff done, running some errands and stuff. Yes. Do uh, you want to tell everybody what you've been doing? What have I been doing? <laughs> yeah, you've been kind of, you know, getting your decorate on. Getting I'm some trying. Ideas, you know? I'm trying. Yeah. My house is pretty uh plain and so we're trying to add some color <laughs> so been definitely working on that yeah um it's been interesting now it's like it has been interesting now shire before we get into this week's topic i know we got some good stuff we're gonna got a lot to get into i like when people say that at okay. the start of the start of a show we got a lot to get into today but uh before we do do us a huge favor y'all Leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If it's on Spotify, if it's on Apple Podcasts, if it's on uh, Deezer, you know, wherever you're listening to this on, please leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. And so shout that, out to those who have. Yes. Thank you Thank so you, much. Man, we really appreciate it. Y'all showing love. Thank you for just pulling up to the podcast every week. Yes. Twice a week. We appreciate that. You know, Shire, uh, there's been a lot said about the war between genders you know we've touched on that but even more than that i've been seeing a lot on the generational war right like mm -hmm. boomers versus millennials and when millennials are upset that man boomers y'all used to be able to get bread for two two pennies and now we paying this much for it and y'all used to be able to get a house for this much and now we got to pay this but you came across a pretty interesting article that talks about the struggles of every generation, right? And their mm -hmm. mindset and where they are and how they view their wealth building journey by generation. So I wanted you to kind of talk a little bit about that uh, article. It seemed pretty interesting. Yeah. And I would definitely love to hear your thoughts yes. as well. Um, yes. This article comes from empower.com, uh, the currency section, and it's mm. titled financial wisdom, top money moves by generation. Okay. And so it kind of takes a look at what different generations prioritize at different ages. Yes. And so um, there are definitely some commonalities and some differences as well. Okay. Um, but it starts off with the most valuable financial lessons that were learned okay. um, by each generation. And so they good. are looking at folks around you know in the young 20s and at each in each generation what was their most important financial lesson that they learned okay so each generation but that generation in their 20s in their yes. younger 20s okay i'm with you and so what do you think was the most valuable financial lesson learned by millennials or what was your most Ooh, financial okay okay uh save money you know what I mean? Save for a rainy day, I think was like the biggest thing I was taught growing up being a millennial. 
And in my 20s, it was like, man, save for a rainy day, man. You never know. That's pretty much the, that was the long and short of the advice I got as a 20 years, 20 something year old. Well, that's good. Um, so most millennials reported budgeting and tracking expenses as being their most important financial okay. lesson. Yes. And for Gen X, it would be having an emergency fund. Mm. And for the baby boomers, it was avoiding excessive debt. Okay. Okay. And for Gen Z, so younger folks, it would be having an emergency fund. So X and Z are both were both emergency funds then? Yes. That's interesting. That is. That's pretty interesting. Okay. Now, boomers were to avoid debt. Right. I think that's interesting. Because would you say that like boomers, to me, boomers seem like the most frugal and probably the least in debt. And now that I think about it. So that's interesting that that, that was really pushed at a young age. You know what I mean? Yes. And so it looks like the, yeah, the boomers are. They're older now, right? Yeah, boomers are probably <laughs> will probably be our parents' age. Well, they said well, ages around sixty nine to seventy seven. Oh man, our parents aren't. Well, boomers actually, then. the actually no. Let me stop because I'm looking at one, uh, uh, one I guess report, mm-hmm. and they have the boomers broken into like there's two sets, two sets. Yes, right. So if you're looking at both sets, it actually goes to fifty nine. That's what I thought. Fifty nine to seventy seven. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, wow. All right, what else we got? Okay, so taking a look at... Okay, so this one is very interesting. It's just a, a comparing millennials to Gen Z. Okay. So it will be millennials and then those who are a little bit younger little than younger. millennials. And the question asked their top three strategies to achieve financial success. Mm. And it looks like... But before you tell me what it is, can I guess? Yes, I would like you to. I'm thinking it's... Your top three, and you're coming from the perspective of a millennial? I'm going to come from... Let me come from the millennial first. I think the millennial one... I think, first of all, I think they're both going to be super similar. Yes. But I think the millennial one is get the bag. Like, somehow it's going to have something to do with make money. Uh, That's what I feel like millennials think when they think of building wealth it's just generate money and i'm gonna go out on a limb and say uh gen z is has something to do with get your credit up (laughs) (laughs) excellent credit (laughs) okay so that's my guess okay i i actually like that uh but it looks like the number one response from millennials was to achieve financial success they would need to pay off debt wow okay and i well, that's us. I mean, yes. Right, right. And it's a whole community of, you know, the debt-free folks. And most of them are our age. Yeah. Or maybe a slightly older. I feel like that narrative is like sh- has shifted to yes. where there's not so much emphasis on paying off debt. I think everyone Facts. I think everyone recognizes that it's important to pay off debt, but I think when you're looking at social media, it's, I can't see you paying off your debt, right? Like yeah. that, that don't look flashy on what IG. What I can't see is 
multiple streams of income mm-hmm. and you know look what right. i bought so yep. so anywho but it sounds like a lot of millennials were saying if you want to be financially successful you know mm-hmm. get that debt paid off and looks like gen z uh for them success is being able to stick with their own budget really yeah that's a humble like goal to me i thought gen z was more Wow, the Gen Z is, is trying to stick to budgets, huh? Wow, okay. who would have who thought? Okay, so another interesting thing is the way that each generation pursued wealth, right? Uh, and I think on the topic of wealth is very interesting because when you are online or you're doing a podcast or whatever it is, I I believe that people are drawn to ways to get wealthy, Yes. And how do I get generational wealth? How do I get wealthy? Yes. And that's what people want to know. Um, and so I would like to know mm-hmm. or maybe get some of your thoughts on how do you think, you know, maybe uh, baby bo- boomers approach wealth building? Mm. What was their strategy and what do you think some of their key factors were? So think about your parents, your grandparents, possibly. And, like, how did they accumulate their wealth? Okay, this is going to be easy for you, boy. (laughs) I feel like boomers' way to accumulate wealth was get you a good, good, good job. Really? Get you a good, solid job. Okay. With a pension. Okay. So I think they were really about working longevity on the job and a pension program get them a good government job government you know what i'm saying if you were lucky enough to do that yeah i think that was their approach i need to get on somewhere that has a good retirement pension hmm. and work there my 20 years and boom that's how i'm gonna build wealth okay so it says here that uh they they gave like a list of priorities mm-hmm. and the first priority was being debt free for, for baby boomers. boomers. Yes. Okay, it okay. was being debt free. Okay. And the next priority and factor in building wealth was home ownership. Okay. I see how they're coming at this. Yeah. The next thing was live below your means. So okay. it's almost like I got this house. Now I got to be super responsible. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously they're responsible if they're paying off debt, but now it's like live below my means mm-hmm. so I can keep this investment that I have. The next thing is salary. Okay. And then followed by salary, kind of along the lines of what you're saying, is maximizing company benefits like retirement mm. plans. Okay. And a lot of them were definitely lucky enough to have some toward have some sort of a pension. You, you, you know you know what that illuminated to me, Shire, and I'm sure you're gonna get into the other generations and what mm-hmm. theirs are. But that illuminates to me. Stop trying to do. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel, man. Marcus. Those, but but that list right there is as American as apple pie, right? Like that'll get you. That'll get you done. That'll get her done. Do those things right there. We're looking at the boop, the boomer generation that are the have the most money. They're the they live the best life. They're you know still out here uh, shining and glistening and living their life. Why would we see that and say, nah, man? I know I need to do, I need more than that. That ain't enough, you know, because they have a really good list. And I think like, you know, we could learn a lot from that. We could learn a lot from looking at our elders and saying, okay, they did all right. They did all right. But I think the, the, the system is harder now. You know, I don't think it's as easy to do that, but if you do those principles, you're going to come out. Okay. 
you know, I'm getting all these epiphanies and it's because I'm looking at the factors and you're not. Okay, but break it down. I think there's some key differences here that we can go into. But before we go into those, we need to talk about, um, let's talk about millennials. Okay. Because um, theirs is very similar to Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think are their key factors in building wealth? And what and what do you see as being important factors to building wealth? I think Gen Z and millennials are think only offensive. What are you saying, Marcus? It's all about getting getting the bag, building, getting money, high paying jobs. There's nothing. I think like defensive minds, the financial mindset is the last thing on their mind. By defensive, I mean paying down debt, uh, you know, um, limp, you know, sticking to a budget. I don't, I don't see them prioritizing that or that being at the top of their list. I think the top of their list is, yo, man, I gotta make like six figures. You know what I'm saying? That's why we keep. That's why six figure has become this word that we hear in the lexicon so much. Six figure this, six figure that. So salary. Salary. Okay. Any other factors? No. And I want to let you know that you are absolutely right. That both Gen Z and millennials cite salary as the number one key factor Mm -hmm. in building uh, wealth in their pursuit of wealth building. It's salary. Um, I'll continue with millennials. So the first was salary. The next was being debt free. Mm -hmm. Next was job stability. Next was living below your means. Okay. And then finally, it will it, it's alternative income streams. Yes. So I, yeah, so multiple streams of income. Yes. There you go. There it is, folks. Man. Um, so I have a question for you. Okay. Um, we talked about baby boomers. Theirs was being debt-free, home ownership, living below your means, salary, and maximizing on those retirement benefits. And as I think about baby boomers and comparing them to millennials and Gen Z, the thought that comes to mind is marriage and Mm. that baby boomers were likely going through this process of becoming debt free and going through the process of, you know, seeking out home ownership with a spouse, Mm -hmm. which could be why salary is maybe a little bit lower on the list. Oh, I like that. Shy. Um, but I don't, but I, I don't know. That could be, and I think that that's true. And on top of that, the salaries were more of livable wages then. So that probably is why it's like, yeah, I think I think you're right. Yes, and I want to like, There was no that. need for them to have a side, multiple side incomes. They just like. I'm sure it would have been nice, though. Been nice. I mean, who's going to turn that down? Uh-oh. I'm like. Oh, okay. I, I lost my train of thought there I'm for so a second. That's why I was like, uh-oh. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> um, but I see millennials and Gen, Gen Z trying to do everything by themselves, which is oh, why wolf. the bag is like top priority. I got to make enough. Because, I got to make two people worth of money. Because you're doing things by yourself <laughs> yeah. a lot of times if, if you're not married. And so they have a, um interesting statistic, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. It says that Gen Z... And millennials were 72% more likely than Gen X and baby boomers to consider not having children in order to build wealth. Hmm. 
Okay, okay. Um, so it's seen it's seen that children can be I'm with that. a hindrance to becoming wealthy, mm-hmm. and I don't think I can afford them, so I'm not going to have them. I'm glad we I'm glad we 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 are here. We had maybe a couple other topics we we're gonna get to. I don't think we're gonna need to get to those. I, I really not? like this. I okay. like this. Okay, what's your thoughts on that? Let, let's put a pin right here because we never. I've always looked for an opportunity to talk about this, but. We never really have or dedicated a whole show to like family planning. So I think what me and you did was in a roundabout way, family planning. We had, we waited, we we got married. We waited six years. Then we had our son was planned. Uh, and then a couple years later, we had our daughter unplanned. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and then what happened immediately after that? Well, you have to tell that. Your boy got neutered. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know what? And it was like three months after my daughter was born. I said, you know what? I'm good. I got my son. I got my daughter. I think two is, a much, is as much as I'll be able to manage fiscally. And we hadn't even really turned the corner on the finance mindset at that point. But I just knew. I was like, a third will be... We're going to have a Houston. We're going to have a problem with three. Hmm. And it was a it it was great. I have zero regrets. My son is 10. My daughter's eight. So it's the eighth year of since I got snipped. And it was a great best decision I ever made. I feel great about it. I feel fulfilled. And that was planning. We, 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 that was strategic because now I know I have enough to send one to college and one other to college. I can support my kids more. They're still very expensive. Still hyper expensive as they're aging. Now I can get them into this expensive activity and then the other into an activity. Whereas if there were three, it would literally be a breaking point. It was like, none of y'all can get nothing. You, you see what I'm saying? Yes, I will say I was. So I understand the millennials mindset is is what I, is what I, it's kind of what I'm saying. Yes. Yes, and I or I Gen think, Z, Gen yes. Z as well had that mindset. Um, yes, their but their mindset is we're not having them at all. Okay, straight straight up. So it's a little bit different, but and let me say this, I don't yes. want to cut you off. No, I want to make sure that I'm not uh saying because because this is new. This is new. The mindset before was you have kids. Whatever the Lord will, whatever the Lord, however the <laughs> many the Lord give you, and you do your thing. And shout out to that. We, I, I'm, I was like right on the borderline of that mindset too. But I just thought, hey, Shire, what about if I get snipped? And you know, what if we're done? And you were like, you know, I'm good with that. So if you, I'm, what I'm saying is, none of those mindsets are bad. More kids or less kids. But I'm just saying, I understand why they may think that I could save money with not having kids or having less kids. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's a fact. It's a fact. You know, kids are really kids are mad expensive, expensive. Um, but I'm happy that we have children. Okay. Me too. I'm very happy. Okay. And, and honestly, I, I could have gone for a third one. Really? So this is breaking news, everybody. Gone- I could have gone for a third child, this you know. I wasn't. Oh, Richard! <laughs> I, you know, you are very absolute, and I don't want any more. Um, I don't, I don't sit around thinking about a third child at my age. I'm mm-hmm. like, I would never want to have children. I don't want to go through that 
that process again. Yeah, I mean, the diapers, it's, man. it's, I mean, I, I wasn't talking about diapers. Oh, I'm just talking about the physical toll of, okay. of carrying a child for nine months and having a, to go through that a third time. So kudos to all of y'all out mm, there. Mothers the listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but I, I think it's, uh, unfortunate if you want children, but you feel you can't. Yeah, now that that's a good. I think point, that. Shire. I mean, if you just, you know, I can afford kids, but I choose not to have them. Okay, I respect that. But if yeah. it's like, man, I really do want kids, but I, I'm so worried that I don't think I can have children. And you know, I, I, I've met a lot of young people, and I've worked with you know younger people, mm. and who don't have kids. You know, that what I'm is saying? real and, talk, though, Shy. But. I think those people aren't in a rush to have kids, and those people also yeah. aren't in a rush to be married. Yeah, some of them. So I kind of kind of makes sense. Like, why would you want to? Uh, you know, you kind of want those things to go hand in hand, ideally. Mm-hmm. You know, so I understand why it's like, well, if I'm not in a rush to to marry, and I'm not that generation isn't marrying in large numbers, then I could see why maybe they're not in a rush to have, to have kids. kids too, because that could complicate you know, yeah. the situation. You're right about that. And I also think that you bring up a great point about family planning mm-hmm. and that you should plan for your family. Yeah. And that there should be some discussion around that, what your plans are. You know, um, we're living in a time where we can actually have those discussions. Yeah. You know, and take that kind of into our own hands to the, I mean, not fully, but to the extent that you can. Let's put it like this. I, uh, every time one of my friends, cause I, as I get older, more friends are getting snipped. You know what I mean? They're finally like, yeah, You're man, it's time. I'm like, welcome, welcome, man. Welcome to it's, the club. It's beautiful. It's beautiful over here. <laughs> well, kudos to all the men who do that. I yes. will say that when we brought, um, our youngest home, she cried a lot. Ooh, she woke me out. Like y'all. she cried so like you know a child is crying a lot if you decide to go through with that. Yeah. That's all you know. <laughs> I'm gonna go under the knife. <laughs> it's like I'm never gonna go through this again. Um but yeah, definitely you know, definitely something to consider. Family yes. planning is important. Yeah. Um, and another thing that I wanted to share, and this is about Gen Z. This is okay. the younger generation, younger than the millennials. It says that Gen Z was 60% less likely than other generations to think home ownership was a key factor in building wealth. So it's just not even on the table for some of Gen Z. This is a great article. I didn't know this article had this much meat in it. I didn't either till I kept reading uh, as we were kind of talking and I see these little, you know how they have like these little quote boxes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, shoot. Um, So... What do you think about that? That they're sixty percent less likely than other generations to think that home ownership is a key factor in building wealth. Well, two things come to mind. This is great. This is great stuff. I think yeah, it's harder for younger people, and me included, when I was that age, to wrap their mind around wealth in regards to net worth and liquid money. I think when you see a house and your house has equity in it to somebody who's 20, who like don't does maybe not even have a house yet, or maybe they have just been a perpetually like renting or living in an apartment. They see someone with a house and they like, so it's nice. I mean, I get aside from the living 
part of the house connecting your brain to know that like the house and the equity in the house literally builds your net worth which builds your wealth i think it's harder for a younger person to really comprehend that mm-hmm. um or care about that like maybe they comprehend it but they're just like but you can't touch the money so i mean like what does that mean and shout out to my my younger brother he just called me this week to just ask about refinancing and equity and and what you know to kind of get a, a refresh on what me and Shire did with the equity in our first house and like so sometimes people don't even know well, what does that equity mean is it just there but when you start to learn like oh so i could do this with it and you know home equity line of credit and use it to build start building well we start thinking like that then it becomes more real like oh there is wealth in your house but if you're not on that mindset it's hard to really care about that right and i i agree with what you're saying and then as i look at what they prioritize is salary Mm. and salary is not your net worth Man, and I think that people that confuse that because I think about like even us, neither one of us necessarily has like super high paying jobs, nope. but a lot of people would be surprised to know our net worth mm-hmm. because my net worth far exceeds yeah. my income on a job. The people on my job would be surprised at, that I, at our net worth. They'd be like, mm-hmm. huh? How, how you did that? <laughs> <laughs> we do plan to do a podcast on that, like towards the end of the year. We'll yeah. just kind of yeah. look at it and see where we're at. Um, and then to add to but your point. A lot point, of it is home ownership. But go ahead. Keep yes. Going, um, to add to your point, I think that some Gen Z feel that home ownership is out of reach. That's good, Shy. And so because they think that it's out of reach, they don't even consider it. Yep. You know, and we don't I was know. there. I was there. I think we were there too. I remember being younger than mm-hmm. probably a lot of our Gen Z folks are, but just being like a teenager and seeing how high prices were. And I thought, I, re- I literally remember thinking that I would never own a home mm-hmm. because the prices were so high. I thought, I mean, this is me as a teenager yeah. saying I'll never have a home yeah. and like to see where we are now is, is really mind blowing, Yeah, you know, but I think that some folks will look at interest rates and say, I'll never have a home, mm-hmm. but you still should be preparing yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Prepare yourself. And then I've also had conversations with people, but this was before the interest rates were sky high. But, you know, they lived in California mm-hmm. and they had a, they had money, but they felt they didn't have enough to buy a home. And I said, well, why don't you invest out of state? Yeah. Your first house doesn't have to be the house that you live in. Right. It could be an investment property. Yep. I think with the way that interest rates are right now, I don't know that that advice is applicable, mm-hmm. but should uh, the tide turn, it's definitely something that should be on the table. Absolutely. For, for uh for Gen Z yeah. and for anyone who's looking to to buy a home to just prepare yourself. But wealth home. L- listen, when you look at the racial wealth gap mm-hmm. and you look at the differences between black families and white families, mm-hmm. that difference is usually um, what's in a home. It's equity, in it's, a home. it's equity in a home. It's not that, um, white America has hundreds of thousands sitting in the in their bank account. Right. It's it's I'm not saying that some folks don't, 
hey, right. we got money on both sides. But anyway, yeah. it's usually that equity that's that's in a home. That's true. And that and we I'm sure we've had this conversation many times closing the racial wealth gap mm-hmm. for those folks who are concerned with that home ownership is we'll, is a we'll key shorten factor. That gap a little yes, taste. it's definitely a key factor. <laughs> but there are definitely some just interesting yeah. um differences between the generations uh for sure. Yeah. Um they they even have the top hacks to achieve financial success. Like what are some of those hacks? Yeah, let's get into um, some of that. They're pretty basic. They okay. don't even feel like hacks to me, but uh <laughs> <laughs> um but what's a hack that might come to mind for baby boomers versus hmm. millennials? Let's see. Baby boomers are going to be live on a budget for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, Cause probably there many of them are in retirement. So not living beyond their means. I think it's going to be probably number one for them. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't think too many boomers are going back into the workforce, but maybe go back into the workforce and we do, you know, if that means a little part-time gig or something, mm-hmm. that might be a hack for them. Uh, that's what I'll go with for the boomers. Okay. What about like millennials or you could even go Gen Z, whatever. Okay. Millennials is going to be uh, a side hustles for sure. Uh-huh. You know, doing this on the side, doing that on the side. Also paying off debt. I think it's going to be big for millennials. And what else? Probably those two. Gen Z, I'm going to go with. The same as millennials paying off debt and what's the other one I said? Paying off debt and side hustles, side hustles, but also increasing, you know, career, you know, furthering your career, increasing your income like via your career. Okay. Those were great guesses. Uh, the top hack is to cook at home. Oh, we're talking like kind of like really hack type <laughs> joints. Okay. Cook at home. Okay. And that's yeah. the, thank you. That's the same for baby boomers and millennials. They one. both said cook at home. I can see, I do, you know, maybe some millennials have families. And so yeah. when you have a family or it's just more than two people or one person eating out, that bill is, can be through the roof. I was about to argue the point, but you are right. It is overall cheaper to cook. But I seen this post that dude was like, man. It used to be cheaper to eat at home. Now it's just as expensive as going out. But no, you'll be able to eat longer. Longer. And that, that right? alone is going to make, make means you're getting more bang for your buck. Definitely. Um, don't don't be fooled. Mm-mm. I eating out um is expensive. It's Groceries expensive. are expensive. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, cooking at home is Usually going to be cheaper. Yeah, I mean we've had but meals. depend on what you're cooking, but you yeah. know. I mean we've had meals, man, chicken, broccoli, and rice, and that we'll all four can eat that for like what's that cost, man? Like fifteen dollars maybe for all that stuff. That is so, so sweet. Yeah. How Marcus just named the one meal that he can cook. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I could throw that down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Um, Gen Z said avoid fat purchases. Um, but right under that for Gen Z, which I felt was very interesting, was live with family rent free. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. I should have guessed that one. <laughs> yeah, because they ain't trying to buy no houses or it's hard for them to buy houses. So, yeah, going to live with... I mean, this is really telling a story here. Yeah, sure. I want to have a high salary and I want to live at home for as long as possible. Yeah, just make sure they have that exit plan. Have an exit. Or if you're at home, <laughs> be saving for a down payment if you're lucky enough Yeah, lucky enough to do that. But I'm with that, though. I'm with that. I like that. We need to do more of that in our community, man. You know, yeah. Stop kicking folks out at 18. Oof. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, The next category was top strategies to combat inflation. So how do we combat inflation? And everyone agreed. And that was to spend less on mm-hmm. non-essentials. Mm-hmm. Um, Gen Z is very progressive. Um, their their next their next uh strategy is to increase their skills. Okay. Um, to increase their earning potential, see? and we can see that they prioritize salary. They so about it's, that bag, man. It is uh definitely uh telling a story here. Yeah. Millennials, along with baby boomers, are looking at diversifying their financial portfolio so times are changing and we're looking at the market to see how we can adjust and maximize our returns um something else that's on the list is working a second job Mm. i think that's great but i kind of agree with gen z to a certain extent like man i'm working one i'm working one job i'm gonna live with my parents i'm gonna boost my skills um Gen, so that was Gen Z might mess around and, and turn out the best, might end up in the best position out of all of them it, with, 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 with their hacks to me. I think their hacks are really cool. They definitely need to use, like I said, their offense financially is dope, but they need to just make, just prioritize paying off debt and not, or not getting into super debt. Right. They already got a cool a cool hack for the housing for you know living with parents and stuff because see shot our generation we wasn't trying to live man if you live with your mama or your daddy and you was 19 or 20 they was looking at you like so no i think that Shire. i'm gonna be honest with y'all everyone's listening sorry but i think that was more so from your your end from the man's side no from your your family side okay okay <laughs> I, but I, what about even the girls in the music and stuff was like oh he living at home with his mama and this and that Y'all frowned upon that in but the, you were in our very, era. Yeah, I mean, how old were you when you moved out? I was 20, 20 years old. Okay. No, your parents are not forcing you to, to leave. So let's let's be very clear. Mm-hmm. You made that decision to leave home at that age. Yes, that's true. But the parents, they wouldn't necessarily kick you out, but they may give you so many rules to, like, force you out. Okay. You know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. So I like that the Gen Z, they're not embarrassed about it, one. And two, it seems like Gen Z... Parents of Gen Z aren't as old school about, man, you need to leave the nest, man. You, you grown. You trying to get on out of here. It's like they're a little bit more willing to say, you know, so you could come back at home after college or stay, you know, stay here and we'll leave your room just the same way it was when you left. You know? Oh, that's sweet. Um, <laughs> last but not least, um, it did ask about financial concerns that keep you up at night. And so what do you think are some of the top financial concerns um, throughout, you know, the generations? Boomers are running out of money. Uh-huh. Their life outliving their money. I think millennials are concerned with 
kids how much is co- how much kids cost in college and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and gen z is their concerns are will they ever own a home or will they ever be able to live on their own Okay, well, you know, Gen Z, they not even home ain't even on the list for them. <laughs> <laughs> so Gen Z is paying for day-to-day expenses. Oh, wow. Okay. And so this is interesting because you live with your parents. Well, some of them, I'm just going off the That's study. Yeah, talk I'll, about this I'll, Some quick. of them live with their parents, but then they're concerned with day-to-day expenses. Obviously, this does not apply to all Gen Z, but this is just the folks that participated in the survey. But let me read you this. Gen Z was 113% more likely than other generations to lose sleep over paying for college or paying off student loans. So now that tells that 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 also tells a story, Mm -hmm. right? So if Mm -hmm. I have a, I'm worried about paying off my student loan. I'm trying to increase my salary, I'm trying to pay off this loan that I have. I might be staying with my parents, but then because I might have so much loans I'm trying to pay off, mm-hmm. I might be a little bit concerned with day-to-day expenses. Um, for millennials and also Gen Z, their financial concern that keeps them up at night is having enough money to retire. Okay. And I think that I I get it because, hey, you might be in your 30s, trending mm-hmm. 40s, you're Gen Z, you're already, excuse me, you're Gen X, mm-hmm. you're already in your 40s yes. and maybe trending towards your 50s. Mm-hmm. And so you're thinking about retirement more. Um, so I can definitely understand yeah. that. Um, also, with millennials, this is a uh, interesting topic. It says that millennials were... One hundred eighteen percent more likely than other generations to lose sleep over buying a home. Mm. So I think there are some millennials who are in their twenties and their thirties that are feeling like if I don't get a home now, yeah. I'm going to be paying off this thirty-year loan until my sixties and seventies. So Facts. I think that some people are feeling pressure to to get a home and finding themselves identify more so with those baby boomers mm-hmm. because they see home ownership as a way to build wealth. And also if your home's paid off when you enter into retirement, that's one less bill yeah. you have to worry about. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Baby boomers were also, okay. I just missed this. Baby boomers were also worried about not having enough money to retire. Yeah. Cause they right. They knocking on the door of it. You know what I mean? Right. Or they're there and it's just like, yeah. I don't want to outlive uh, my money. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. definitely some concerns for folks, but if you do what you can as young as you can, mm-hmm. then hopefully some of those concerns um, will be lessened. Yeah. Shy, that's lessened. so true. Um, and- so what do you think? Well, I think the main takeaway for me is that we have more in common generationally than we do uh, not have things in common, you know. So Uh the biggest concern is we just all want to live what we what each generation considers the American dream. You know, we want the best for ourselves and our family. And there's just we have different philosophies on how to go about it. But at the end of the day, we all just want to live comfortably uh, and enjoy our time here, you know? So that's when, that's my biggest takeaway from this article, but it was, it was very enlightening. Hopefully you, the listener, were able to get something out of this too. I hope you were. Mm-hmm. And if you did, let us know in the 
uh, comment section or the review section. But if you're on Spotify, you can let us know what you thought about today's episode and we will share it on our Spotify page uh, for the community to see. So let us know, y'all. Shire, any other final thoughts here? No, I think it was definitely an interesting um, discussion. Yes. There's definitely some commonalities. And one thing that the article uh, talked about was financial planning mm. through each stage of your life. As yeah. you get older, you know, you start to prioritize different things. Yep. And so just having a plan for that. Absolutely. Well, y'all, that's all for this week's episode. And we're going to holler at you on the next one. Peace. Bye.